0: Welcome to another episode of Family Gems, where we share interesting family stories. I'm Suba Gerwal. This is my lovely co-host. Hey, I'm Valerie Tossi. And today we have a wonderful comedian who uh, you may have seen in New York City. She's based there. Um, You might have seen her on Kevin Hart's Lyft Comics on Peacock. And she is the co-host of A Lone at Lunch, which you can listen to on Wondery. So everybody, please give it up for Emily Walsh. I don't know why I said everybody. It's us.
1: <laughs> Yay! I was like, oh, is there applause? Do you have sound effects on the show? Like, I'm ready for it. I'm hungry for it.
2: I always love how sincere Suba sounds when she's giving an intro. Like, she's like, so today, everybody, in class, we have a guest speaker. And <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I practicing.
1: mean, it's awkward. Thing to do as a podcaster, I kind of hate the first fifteen seconds of it. I'm
0: like, can we just
1: start talking and see what happens? But you know, (laughs) have you ever practicing
0: for when I quit show business and start working as a substitute teacher? (laughs) Perfect.
2: (laughs) It's like when you're on somebody else's podcast and you're and you're like, oh, are we started? And they're like, oh yeah, we've already been recording for ten minutes. And you're like, hey, maybe a heads up next time so I don't uh, be talking shit. (laughs) It's gonna go out on the internet.
1: Because the first thing they're like, comics oh, comics are going to do on a Zoom is talk shit about other comics. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> I wish you hadn't had that recording. But, you know, such <laughs> is life. <laughs>
2: um, well, this is so fun. Uh, we So for those of you at home who uh, may or may not know, um, so we got connected with Emily because uh, previous guest, Isaac, shout out Isaac, uh, hey. introduce, introduced us because they uh, – meaning – Emily and uh, Carly have – it. Carly, right? Did I say that right? Yeah. Or is it – okay. I had a moment of panic where I was like, are you wrong? (laughs) You're wrong. Um, But like you guys have this amazing podcast called Alone at Lunch, and he's like, I think you guys would all get along really well. And then like a week later, by sheer happenstance, Emily and I ended up at the same comedy festival and got to meet in person, which is so fun. That's yeah awesome. I love
1: I love things like that and I don't did you you sent him a photo of the two of us but I don't he never mm-hmm. texted me to be like you met Mallory. so I was like that's kind of weird I don't know wow Gotta what, a, what a piece of one. shit you know what I I, I take <laughs> back
2: everything I said
1: <laughs> am I right I was like how dare you but you know we did meet and you ran a front show and it was a great festival so all in all 10 out of 10
2: oh thanks <laughs> Suba do you feel left out
1: <laughs>
2: yeah what the fuck
1: Should we just talk about it for the next 40 minutes and just (laughs) completely?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm actually surprised you guys haven't met because you're
0: in New York all the time. I think we have met in New York, right?
1: Yeah. We've at least been on the same show or been around. Yeah. We don't know each other super well, but I've definitely been in, we've been in the same room for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like there's so many comics in New York where you're like, do I know you? Have I just seen your face on a poster and is this creepy now? Like it's just so. <laughs> yes. Speaking of that festival, another comic met me that I had never met that's based
1: in Atlanta. And I guess it just seen me on the, the posters for the festival, but I was like, Emily. And he was like, Walsh? And and I was like, ooh, okay, yes. But how did you, that's impressive. Good for you. I had no idea <laughs> what your name was. Congratulations You're- on remembering things. You're like, oh, this is nice, but my uh, instincts are on high alert. Okay. <laughs> like, am I gonna- yeah, I kind of just like went guard up. I was like, you have no reason to know me other than that festival poster. So I guess you're just He's a like, good reader.
0: Emily Walsh of 722 Evergreen Terrace. It's like, what the uh, fuck? <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> wow,
2: Suba, you think that any comedian can uh, afford to live on a terrace? <laughs> like, I don't know about that. <laughs>
1: that.
2: Sounds too rich for our blood. <laughs>
0: Is that a rich thing? Is it Terrace? I don't know. It sounds I'm poor. fancy. It sounds fancy. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was ripping uh Evergreen Terrace from The Simpsons. If I'm like, but I could be fucking up that address. No, it's definitely Evergreen
1: because it's Evergreen in Springfield. It's the two most common things ever, so that that tracks to me.
0: <laughs> You're like, it's so fancy, and I was like, I was going for Bart Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm a, a purely of
2: somebody who's lived on a lot of abs. Okay. And, and they're not like fancy <laughs> ones. They're just like a, oh, that, oh yeah, you're over there. Oh, well, don't walk alone at night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Emily, I'm so jazzed to hear about your family. What's, what's your backstory? Like, t- give us a little, a glimpse into your family life.
1: Totally. So uh, I grew up the first half of my childhood, I grew up in New Hampshire, um, which when I tell people New Hampshire, they're always like, very, they think it's like very backwoods, very like, you know, I we were cutting down trees and living in a cabin. But I lived in Nashua, which is the biggest city in New Hampshire. So it's just like any other suburban city, except it was cold longer out of the year, you know, <laughs> and uh and then um and when I was there I spent a lot of time with my grandparents I feel like they were they have contributed some stories to my life for sure and then the incredibly short version cuz i'm assuming we'll double back is uh my dad passed away when i was 11 which i talk a lot about mm. on stage so it's not a surprise at all but uh after that my mom remarried we moved to massachusetts where <laughs> my uh my junior high bully used to sing the da 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 song about me cuz they were like you're from new hampshire and i, huh. I was getting really like, mad like it's not a t-
2: neighboring
0: state what a piece of literally,
1: shit literally I'm
0: from Ugh. That's I don't so know weird because New Hampshire, I don't think backwoods. I think like Bernie Sanders. I think like. Yeah, right. you would, think, like would Elizabeth Elizabeth think a lot of woods, though,
2: if you've. If you, uh,
0: there's part of the state that's <laughs> a little. Uh, but I, I feel so- like. I it okay. just, it, I think L.L. Bean and granola. Like, I don't yeah. think, you know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which I yes.
1: love, to be fair. They got me <laughs> dead to rights on that. But I, like, moved and th- I got, I was so mad about it because I was in eighth grade, which is, like, the worst time of your entire life. And I would just get <laughs> mad because I'm like, I grew up in a city that had a mall and, like, two movie theaters. And this town sucks. Like, <laughs> I lived, we moved outside of Boston. And uh, it was just not a cool place. To It was a very small town. And it was one of those, like, Half the town, or more than half the town, is, is pretty wealthy. And then that one section with the condos, you know, is where I mm. lived. And so you're was like... It, was it Newton? Just... No, but that's where my mom's from. Okay. <laughs> where, wait, so where did you move to? Easton. Easton, Massachusetts, which is like... Oh, yeah. 40 okay. minutes south, Yeah, it's Near like Brockton, Taunton. Like, it's yep. the nicest okay. town in that area, you know? But we lived... We could wave to the entering Brockton sign, you know? It wasn't like we were in the actual proper area of the town. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was like the second half. I would say the first half is is definitely more fun and interesting in New Hampshire because we just like, even though it was a city, I still like, I grew up in the late, ni- late 80s, early 90s and it was definitely like still the time where it was like, go outside and come back at dinner. Like goodbye, yep. we're good. And <laughs> uh, I just like spent a lot of time with my neighbor doing increasingly dumb shit. My best friend when I was a kid, <laughs> We like we ran his ATV into his above ground pool. We, <laughs> we yeah, we crashed it into the pool. Um, okay, I just we, want I just
2: want to take a quick moment to recognize that maybe the ding 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 dings was on <laughs> <laughs> crashing an ATV
1: into a pool. <laughs> yes, in fact, they weren't that they weren't that far off. We also built a zip line off of his roof oh my uh, God. to his shed. We put climbing holds on the side of his house
0: without his parents' approval. We we got up to some stuff. Didn't his parents notice the giant zip line? Like from the roof to the shed. The zipline, the zip line we did get in trouble
1: for, but it, it was a one-day affair. But it was, we used to go uh, rock climbing, and so we had all the ropes and stuff. We were like equipped to do this, <laughs> so we like tied it around his chimney, and then we we ziplined. Li- zip we tied it like through our rock, rock climbing harness and went to the shed and just like crashed into the shed ten times before somebody came home and told us to stop. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Me. I would, like, ban my child from the garage so they would not be allowed near any hammers. Uh, I would put their uh, picture up at the local Home Depot. I'd be like, do not let my child Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was a little too skilled
1: for my own good because my grandfather, I spent a lot of time with my mom's parents, and my grandfather we called Grumpa because he was that, like, a super peppy guy. I loved him. He's, like, my favorite person in the world. But his his outward perception was, like, World War II vet who drinks whiskey out of a coffee mug and calls all his grandkids fat heads. So that was Grandpa, But he was, I mean, we got along swimmingly. His other grandkids were afraid of him, but he and I were tight and he was a carpenter. So he was like giving me tools all the time. He was like, let me show you how to do this so that you can be more of a delinquent in your own home.
0: <laughs> oh my God. God, that's come here, so cool. You're fathead. You want to learn how to use a saw? <laughs>
1: <laughs> literally, literally, literally. He would be like, I think your mom says you're too young for the table saw, but I think you're ready. Like, let's get <laughs> over here. God. Safety to the wind. <laughs> Anytime
2: that that we can have a podcast where Suba tries to do a Boston accent or and or a New Hampshire accent, we're winning. It's perfect. Oh, (laughs) they
1: were. I I wish that I had a recording of my grandparents speaking because they passed away when I was uh, twelve and thirteen, and there wasn't like we didn't have a video camera, we didn't really do the home video stuff, and they would have hated it if we had tried anyway. (laughs) But in my memory, they're not super Boston, but they had to have been because they grew up in Dorchester, oh. both of them. My grandmother had ten siblings. My grandfather, I believe, had six. And they both like lived through the Great Depression in Dorchester. Like they were born in nineteen 19- wow. seventeen and nineteen nineteen. And then my grandfather went to World War Two. Like they are that those Boston people, but they moved to Natick, actually. Um When my mom, before my mom was born, I think they had two kids before her and they moved there and maybe they were just trying to be fancy. Like maybe they worked at not having it, you know, because that is like where Boston College is. It's kind of like a, you know, whatever fancy part of the area. It's where all the college like teachers live and stuff. Um, But in my mind, they don't have an accent at all. But like, of course they did because (laughs) that's where they're from and that's where they lived. And I just wish I could like accurately listen to it because I'm like... Cause I had a little bit of an accent that I didn't know I had until I got to college, and I went to BU, and you'd think I would have blended in, but Boston University is not full of kids from Boston. It's full of people <laughs> from everywhere else, and so you're just like, oh, I sound like towny trash. Cool, 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 cool. cool.
0: <laughs> I I can't even, which like I can't even really do a Boston accent. I can just do a, a Bronx tale poorly. That is. <laughs> perfect what i'm doing perfect. i just in my head i'm going his face looked like a coffee cake <laughs> oh my god yeah. oh my god i,
1: I told <laughs> my friend the key phrase that i still have the accent with because i i don't really have one anymore um i mean i don't think so anyway and yeah. uh but there was like a day and i had worked to get rid of it but i was like 21 22 i was working somewhere and i was really mad at my coworkers and i just went get the fucking car and bring it round uh- and they were- and they were like, I love it. Is that? And so I told my friend that. And now every couple of years, he'll just say that to me. And I'm like, it's still under there. It's still <laughs> deep down in there somewhere.
2: I mean, that, how could it not? How, and that's how I think too, is, is like where you're like Boston adjacent. Because in my head, my when I need to get into like my parents' accent, because it's thick, mine is always like, <laughs> oh, what's the thing that they would always say? Oh yeah, are
0: you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, this there is it such is. a boss. Your two senses are, are you out of your fucking mind? And bring the fucking car around. Like those <laughs> are the two. <laughs> They're not wrong. They're not wrong.
1: Pretty oh, accurate oh my in my mind. I actually did the first the first
2: uh, time I was ever paid as a performer was in um, Nashua. I performed at the car- uh, Court Street Theater in Nashua.
1: Oh, fancy. Mm-hmm, That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Was yep. that as an adult person?
2: Yeah, I was I was uh it was right before I moved out here, so I think I was like 22, 21, 22. Mm. Yeah. Um but it was like and it was also my first it was my first time ever getting paid like as a performer and it was also the first time I ever got like kind of like a sh- shitty review. Like not a shitty review, <laughs> but like the one that like keeps you up at night where like everybody else got like glowing reviews and yours was just like Eh, she was fine. And you were like, oh, okay. What else of the character that I had to play was like super milk toast? So it's like, I guess I did my job. I don't know. They called it like, like a
1: modest effort or something like that. Where yeah, like, it was oh, literally. They- it
2: was like oh. was la- largely
1: unforget largely forgettable. Was the largely forgettable. Natalie <laughs> <laughs> was present
0: on stage. She but was yeah, there <laughs> the whole
1: time.
0: <laughs> If you're playing a supporting character, that's what you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to be pulling attention from, like, like when Romeo and Juliet are, like, grabbing each other. If you're some dude in the background, you're not supposed to go, hey, look at me, who wants some fucking milk toast or whatever the fuck? Like, you're not supposed to, like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be forgettable and serve the scene. Like, you're not, that's weird.
2: It was very weird. Like, yeah, because we all played multiple characters. So it was mostly, like, the one main character that I got assigned that was like very whatever. But there was other ones where they were like, oh, but th- but she's better like as these characters. And I'm like, oh, the ones where I had to be a hello racist, great. I'm glad <laughs> I pulled that off really well. But the one where I'm supposed to be like essentially a nun, it like did it. you were like, oh, gross. But we'd like to hear her say the N word a few more times. That would be great. I'm like, <laughs> I did, I had, I had a long monologue where I had to say it multiple times and it was so fucking hard. Because you just are like, like the thing is, it made because it was supposed to be that character. It basically takes place like during voting rights and stuff in Selma, Alabama, and so it was like during the march and all that. So. It, yes, it made sense in context, but it still felt fucking awful to do it. And I was like, I never want to do this again. <laughs> like-
0: there, there's a comic, Micah Fox, who talks about on stage how like for the Michael Che show, she had to audition and her audition was being a racist lady who said the N word and how she had to like practice saying it. So it wasn't weird for her to say and oh. how insane her neighbor must have thought she was <laughs> through the wall.
2: Oh my God.
0: It's so oh, hard. No.
2: Like, I can't even – I can't imagine. Like this was like for, you know, like a local theater, like, you know, not community theater because it was like a a little above that, but it was still like, oh, I have nightmares about thinking (laughs) about that. I'm like, ugh. I was like, there's going to be footage that surfaces and that's going to get in the wrong hands and people are going to deep fake it and be like, she's been racist this whole time. The (laughs) whole time.
1: no good i mean i don't think nashua has that technology i i don't think <laughs> I, I never i never performed at that theater but i had an illustrious childhood acting career with the peacock players that uh performed at the theater next to the library and that yeah that was, uh, delightful i don't know did you yeah, had, that was, did, did you ahead. just
2: have at um in manchester too at the acting loft or no i did i think I so too. we
1: I did a ton of stuff as a kid before, but I left at like 12. So my memory is a little hazy on it. But I would go to the summer camp every year. That was like the acting day camp and do the Peacock Player shows at the end of the summer. And it was always very exciting because the grown-ups on the show were like probably in college. Some of them were community theater people. I don't know if they were getting paid. But as like a seven year old, you're like, they are famous.
0: The <laughs> biggest deal
1: in the world, and we all had the same dressing room. So you'd like hang out in this big dressing room and be like, grown-ups are over there." Like it was just like we thing we did every summer. And then during the year, I would do other stuff in nashua But I was I was definitely that kid for a while. that's wow. so Okay.
0: Funny. So were your parents like supportive of the arts and stuff? And were like, "Oh yeah, cool."
1: Yeah, for the most part, my mom definitely got bored of driving me around. I would say that <laughs> and like. Uh, I was not in the musicals either, which is tough when you're a kid. You that kind of limits your boundaries. But uh, as my grandpa sat me what? down and said, he was like, uh, my last his last name was Dunnigan, and he was like, Dunnigans could do a lot of things, but they can't sing, and you shouldn't try.
0: And I was Like, <laughs> okay. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, that's why every one of his other grandkids was afraid of him. But I was like, solid advice. Thank you for the hard truth. I'm I mean, seven and I will go
0: put that how in How off key do you have to be to be none of my offspring? are going to be able to nail a note like how off key do you have to be to be like well my sperm is clearly off tune as well no it's so future terrible
1: that they should never yeah they should never <laughs> sing. honestly i have no idea because no one ever sang so i have no
2: <laughs> personally to me this sounds like somebody put a hex or a curse on your family and that like if anybody <laughs> sings something happens and so like you're <laughs> hey. cursed forever you're not allowed to <laughs>
1: very possible i don't know what he did in the war you know what i mean there's no those stories were never told so maybe we're not allowed to sing couldn't uh, tell you
0: oh that's so funny what if you started singing right now it was just the most beautiful sound You'd be like oh what my was god capable,
1: i never would know the only <laughs> place i've ever sang
0: capable? i've only ever sang
1: in my car and it's very loud and mostly just yelling it's not really <laughs> not really singing i wouldn't identify it that way
2: and for, the ne- and for the next, and for the next, for five minutes, she's just going to sing "Madame uh, Butterfly," and it's going to be great, and everyone's going to love it. And no
1: notes, <laughs> no notes. I'm just going to have the ability, and that is a reverse curse, and that would be great.
0: <laughs> He's like, no, Donegan can sing because it's too beautiful. The world isn't ready. <laughs> All the glass would shatter. We're not ready. We're not ready
1: for that revelation.
0: <laughs> uh. Um.
1: Okay. Oh, but yeah, so I, oh, go ahead.
2: No, 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 go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, so yeah, my mom was, uh, got a little tired of driving me around because I only did the plays on the musicals, I was half, but she is a very artistic person and has had many, like, she got her degree in art and has had many, like, artistic ventures throughout the way, so we were always doing, like, crafts and, like, pulling a bunch of stuff out and gluing it to things and, like every time we went to the beach we had to find sea glass so she could make a wind chime out of it you know it was just kind of that that kind of vibe of and it's funny because she when i started doing stand-up i was already 30 i didn't like start for a long time and i had a very hell yeah Yeah. but i had like a very solid job um doing something in the arts painting scenery for tv and film and theater but that oh i didn't realize that
0: that's yeah, cool.
1: yeah, yeah. I've done that. Uh, I just stopped needing to do it all the time, like six months ago. But yeah, I used to work at the Met. I used to work at Juilliard. I've wow. done like a bunch of TV. That's pretty boring. I worked on Succession, which was the the cool show. That's the Ooh. show everyone's like heard of. What did you paint? Honestly, we put up a lot of really expensive wallpaper. <laughs> just like a ton of wallpaper i was and like also, okay that makes sense because i was like what would you <laughs> but I mean, also just, all the marbles fake we paint all the marble we paint all the stone we paint like any the whole house that whole mansion that the dad lives in is all fake it's all painted like the wood grain is painted it's nothing's real everything is fake that's and, uh, yeah i
2: can't uh, what like it's cheaper to do that than to just like rent a mansion
1: I think, uh, honestly, I don't know. So there's two two reasons that I think it happens most of the time. One of it is that painted marble and things like that are lighter than the real thing. Mm, So that just mm -hmm. for ease of moving scenery in and out. And the second thing with Succession specifically is they have to build at least one set every episode to get the tax break. To um to get the ability to film in New York, they have to employ a certain amount of New Yorkers every episode. So they often build sets that exist in nature. That they're just like, well, we have to like the first. Do you guys watch the show? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah,
1: the first episode. Everyone yells
0: at me. It's so good. It's
1: good. It's good. But the first season, the first episode of the second season, Shiv and um her husband, I forget his character's name, are on a yacht and they're having like a FaceTime for like. 30 seconds and we built four rooms of that yacht. (laughs) <laughs> like, it doesn't, it you never see it. We built, like, a $30,000 bathtub in that yacht that doesn't exist. That's hysterical. On a soundstage. Yeah, they're just
0: trying to find shit for New Yorkers to do. They're like, all right, uh, for this scene, instead of shit, we're just going to have three random dudes outside of deli inside of a trench coat. <laughs> truly, <laughs> just,
1: truly. Just as long as they hire enough people so they get to film all the cool places that they film. <laughs> that's all that matters. I was going to say, that's
0: so wild when you
2: think about it, because it's like, yeah, they're doing it. To get a tax break, but they have to spend so much money to get that tax break. So you're like, what is the, how does, is the math
1: mathing? Like, I'm curious. I think the break is pretty sizable. I also think it has a little to do with uh, permits because they need all the parking permits to be able Mm. to take up the streets of New York. And because Succession films at the World Trade Center, like all those offices are at the top of the World Trade Center. Um, I think they just want to keep the city on their side. I don't really know, but it led (laughs) to a lot of silly work. They have two private jet sets that we made. There's just a lot of like, because all the vinyl and stuff, that's all scenic art as well. So it's just that that's our department. So we do a lot of, like, wallpaper and vinyl and just fake stuff like that. All right, that. we're
0: going to build a yacht, and then we're going to hire two guys to make yacht sounds outside Please. the camera. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> 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 Definitely. What is <was> that <laughs> just like a gergo? <laughs> See, I was doing the sounds of the show, of the like pier, the like. Ee-oo. But you know, either way, like, a lighthouse
0: us. has bronchitis. Somebody needs. <laughs> Guys, we're so
2: we're so poor that that's what we think a yacht sounds
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> idea.
2: I think that's your I think that's, I think that's your uncle's pontoon boat.
1: I don't think oh my god. I think that's my Prius struggling to start up. One <laughs> fun thing about a yacht though, I've never been on one, but I used to work, I spent a summer working in an incredibly fancy town on Long Island called Sag Harbor. It's where like Alec Baldwin lives when he's out there. I saw the Ooh. Clintons at the 7-Eleven once. It's where Billy Joel <laughs> wow. lives. It's like a very fancy town. They housed us an hour away. I didn't live there, but I was working there at this little theater and it was right on the main dock of Sag Harbor. And it only could fit like two yachts at a time because it's a really tiny town. So it's like prestigious to have your yacht there. But Kid. I was working there in 2010 like, I So it was right after the financial crisis and everybody had had to sell their yachts. And so if you looked up the name of a yacht, most people don't name the chain, change the name of the boat. You can see the real estate listing of the last time it was sold. So we would like sit on the dock and just look up and be like, Oh, this one has a, you know, hot tub inside the boat, you know, (laughs) just to get a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) I can also, I can't,
2: I can't, wrap my head around the fact that the Clintons have ever stepped foot into a 7-Eleven, but that's...
1: It was was weird. I've actually, because of theater, been in uh, the same space as the Clintons a few times because they go to a lot of theater. And there was a... I was working at the Westport Country Playhouse, which is this little theater in Connecticut, but it was owned by Paul Newman. So it's like prominent and small and fancy people do shows there. But uh, I was pacing in the back. I was wearing all black because I was like a technician and I was pacing on a phone and secret service asked somebody about me because I was like so aggressively pacing. Mind you, I was like a 25 year old painter who was just like having a fight with her boyfriend or whatever the fuck it was. And I was like,
0: I don't, okay, I'm just here. I'm just, um, This is theater. The Secret Service are like, why is that person in all black so dramatic? What the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. so funny.
1: (laughs) And it was like during the day. It was at a matinee. I was like, I don't know what you think is happening here, but I'm just on the phone. This oh is how God. endangered
2: the arts are, is that people don't even recognize a techie anymore. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: It's true. And then she had,
2: true. she had she had duct tape attached to her belt loop, and we're all just really concerned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she pulled out a duct tape wallet at one point, and she was wearing black Converse. It was terrifying, like obviously.
2: <laughs> God, remember when we all had duct tape wallets? Because I sure do. Were you ever oh, that? Oh, I never had Zuba? that. Oh, theater <laughs> kid's going to theater
1: kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a whole vibe. Mm-hmm. I was never that far as to make a dress or suit out of duct tape. But I remember at the prom, if you like made your outfit out of duct tape, duct tape would give you like two grand, which when you're 18 what? is like, excuse me. That's a yeah. pile what? of money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know a couple people that, that started I that to shit. do it and then gave up. Yeah. It should have been better. I was wearing hand-me-down
0: down dresses from some other Indian lady that my mom was friends with. Like, what?
1: <laughs> if TikTok had existed then, I think you would have known. I think we oh. all would have known that was possible. Oh
0: yeah i'm so bad yep. this is well
2: i think super missed out on stuff not as it like i've told her last i think it was last episode or a few episodes ago about how like in theater we all would have, like sit around in in a circle and give each other massages you did that too right yeah oh yeah oh, oh yeah yes yeah, so <laughs> <laughs>
1: did you ever uh play the blanket game at a high school uh strike or rap party
2: Okay, so if, this is- if by that you mean that we the, the we would say like the blanket thing, but it was all like at somebody's house watching a movie and
1: you just it, some people would be fingering. Is that what you mean? Oh, no, that- no, no, no. <laughs> this is the dumbest. This is like the dumbest, I think only theater kid kind of game because it wants to be what the like fuck sexy are- and fun, but it's not. <laughs> I have to tell you this stupid game. So you. <laughs> It was oh, like so an initiation. I, I was like, you guys
2: fingering? And you're like, no, that's absolutely not what we're we were dying.
1: definitely no one was no one was finger blasting at this show at all. You know what? I, I
0: think I finally agree with the Republicans. Defund the arts. What the fuck <laughs> is happening? <laughs>
1: <Stop>. <laughs> we cannot
0: be caged. We cannot be caged. So, the
1: blanket game is this really dumb thing that they would do every year at the rap party to people who were like uninitiated. So, it was mostly freshmen and whatever. And thinking back on it, it's even less appropriate than it ever was because it was like the older kids and like 15 year olds. But anyway, they put you in a room. And they put you on a chair, and there's a blanket over you. And the only people that are allowed to be in the room are people who've played the game before, because once you know the game, it spoils the game. So I'm about to spoil this game for any teenagers who are into theater, um, if they still play this <laughs> game. But so they'd sit in a chair, they'd put the blanket over you, and they'd say, "Give us the one article of clothing that, we, or what's give us the one thing on you that we're thinking of," and you're you get to leave the chair. You're done. So, people would like, some people would like slowly take off all their clothes and they're under a blanket. Some people would go straight for like bras, panties, whatever, like throw them out right away. Some people would get completely naked and just have the blanket over them and be like, what do you want? And the whole joke is that it's the fucking blanket. That's what it is.
0: So- oh my God. Yeah. How hard did you bleach those chairs? Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: Well, it was always at somebody's house, which makes it even like weirder and grosser. Uh, it it oh was like god. it was such a nightmare of an event, but uh yeah, it was. Thankfully, somebody told me there was like, an older girl that came around and told all the girls. They were like, "Hey, by the way, pretend pretend you thought about it for a second, but it's just the blanket." Like I was like, "Okay, you're an ally. Thank you." Oh my god, <laughs> you're an ally.
2: <laughs> god, we used to. Yeah, you think back to this stuff, and it's like. I, I, I'm i like, this is why I, I can't have kids. I would be so... <laughs> I would be a nervous wreck where would be like, you're not allowed to do theater. Like, you're not allowed <laughs> to do anything. You're not allowed to leave the house. Like, you get to study,
1: and that's it. <laughs> that's it.
0: Sorry. I wasn't a theater kid in high school, but, like, the amount of insane shit you just do as a young idiot is, like, wild. Like, there was once in uh, college, and we were in the honors dorm, so we weren't stupid, but it's, like... <laughs> We took the glass plate from the microwave and like, we're just holding it in front of some kid's head. And then they were just like, I think somebody was filming the explosions and they were just taking bags <laughs> of old food and just whipping it at the microwave. Plate. Sure. And naturally someone misses either intentionally or unintentionally. And then it just turns into two dudes trying to beat the shit out of each other <laughs> because someone's covered in old mayonnaise. And it's like, why were we doing this in the first place? It's so dumb.
1: Young people are dumb and gross, and that's just what it is.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, you think back to all this dumb shit you did in college. Like, I remember we would steal watermelons from the dining common because we wanted to make vodka and rum melons with them. Of course. So we would go in, and you'd just be, like, pretending like you're doing something, and all of a sudden, there'd be, like, five – not – not – Inconspicuous at all. There'd be like five of us that just each grab a massive watermelon and then just fucking bolt out of the <laughs> comments. Wow. And like the lunch ladies would be yelling at you because you just took everyone's <laughs> fruit and you're done, you're just running uphill in the snow with a fucking watermelon just so you could get <laughs> drunk by eating fruit later. It's like the stupidest oh my God. shit. Like- <laughs>
1: We uh, had this party my senior year of college. I lived in the like party apartment that had been in the theater department for years. And all of the freshmen and sophomores were like the bougie- bougiest kids that we had ever been at the school. They were all like pretty wealthy. And they were like, we don't want to live in that crappy apartment where you throw parties. So we knew we were having the last party there. And so we got all these post-it notes and then had everybody write anything that had happened in that apartment and stick it to where it had happened. Oh, my God. Um, why oh, would you do that? That's,
0: like, that's so that's- funny. That's an emotional blacklight. What it the fuck? Was, it was
1: upsetting. <laughs> It was upsetting. It was really good that we moved out, like, two weeks later. It was, I mean, it, and it was also the type of party where, like, my friend gave my other friend a haircut on the porch, left the hair on the porch, and then stuck a post-it to it that was like, Colin gave Danielle a haircut here. it was like, this is upsetting. The amount of people that had had sex in my shower, the amount of people that had thrown up in the toilet, which, you know, not scary, but just a lot of post-its, you know, it was just like... <laughs> It was it was emotionally a lot to handle. It was very amusing, <laughs> and uh, it I, you know, maybe recommend it to a young person, but probably don't play that game. <laughs> probably just move on. Oh,
2: my God. God. We, it's like, yeah. I think about all the dumb shit we did. But like, when I was, I, okay, I was in the band sorority, which is the nerdiest thing you've ever heard. Uh, and <laughs> it was like, we didn't have a house. It was a service sorority, but there was things that you would, like, pledge when you were, like, pledging the sorority. And there's a band of sorority and fraternity. And so at the same time, all the pledges from both, you did like when you're like brother or like sister, basically they would buy you a massive bottle of Mad Dog 2020 and you had to drink the entire bottle in one night. And it did, let me tell you, it did, uh, you want to talk about some Post-its? This place (laughs) like, it was, all, all I remember is waking up in the middle of the street And someone being like, you need to get out of the street. And them like dragging me out of the street. Oh, God. Yeah, you know. And people are like, oh, but.
0: Yeah, passed it was out like clutching a watermelon. They're like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it has to go in here.
0: <laughs>
1: they won't go together. I can't make it work."
0: <laughs> my oh. my favorite memory from uh, cause like uh, not many kids, cause it was the honor storm, Not many kids were in sororities or fraternities, but there was a few. And one was this girl that lived across the hall who I fucking loved. And, like, me and my roommate were both very lame. Uh, I was out doing comedy, so I'd be out kind of late. But she was in bed by 9 p.m. every single fucking night. Like, wore her hair in a neat ponytail. Just... Wanted to be a pharmacist, very straight laced, right? (laughs) So that was our room. We were all, we were just like quiet dorks. And then this girl comes in at like 2 a.m. We're both asleep because she's wasted off of her ass and she wants ice. So she comes into our dorm room, whips open the freezer. I think I was still up for some reason. And she grabs the tray of ice and I'm like, I was like, Jen's asleep. And she's like, it's okay. I just want some ice. And then she takes the ice and starts slamming it on the fridge to get it out. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Crying, laughing. And Jen wakes up and is like, what is happening right now? She's like, oh, don't worry. I I just want ice. And then wham. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just want ice at any
1: cost. <laughs> yeah. I won't use it. I won't use all your ice. Is that what you're worried
0: about? I'll take a couple cubes. I <laughs> <laughs> am just slamming it. Chen's in bed at 9 p.m. every night. I was crying. <laughs> oh, what are you God. Doing? I can't My even roommates- imagine
2: doing comedy at your at that age, Suba. Like, that's oh, unhinged was- to me. To be in a yeah, dorm no, and it was doing a shows, bed. what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> bad idea
1: <laughs> what oh. What school did you go to what city were you in when that was happening
0: uh, Pittsburgh I went to U-Pitt oh cool mm-hmm. you went to armpit yeah. <laughs> what so U-Pitt I'm like I can't say that oh That's my not god are we Are we in college are we in a college sorority right now you mean armpit I was, I mean, you arm pad?
1: <laughs> Did you go to butt face university? Cause it seems like it.
2: <laughs> I went to UMass and everybody called it Slamhurst. So <laughs> it's fine.
1: I wow. went to a party at UMass my senior year of college. And I was like, I actually can't go to this school because I'll be pregnant or arrested in six ah! months. Like oh, I knew I so emotionally funny. could not handle it. I was like, I have to get out of here. And then my friend from uh, <laughs> high school that was our like homecoming king was arrested in the uh riots when the Red Sox won the playoffs. Like oh, I was after. there. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I was at Fenway for
0: those. Nope, nobody oh, got arrested shit. From- Yeah. Yeah. It was terrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's so scary. Cause I went to the riots when uh the Steelers won the Super Bowl, and like me and my idiot like dorm mates were like, Oh, let's go see what it's like. And then we immediately got like pepper sprayed. Like they yeah. were just running Clydesdales through a crowd of kids like they we didn't give Clyde a fuck too. So, no, yep, yeah i was gonna say yeah. they were like floating around people were pushing
2: tvs out of 18 story uh yeah dorm rooms it was crazy
0: terrifying <laughs> and we're yeah. like oh no this is bad this isn't like a fun thing to do <laughs> like we need to go back inside yeah, Absolutely we like walked on Com
1: Ave towards them. We saw a little bit of it and then we just turned right back around. We were like, this is actually not a place for us. We got to go. People are climbing poles. One of the letters of the McDonald's sign came down in Kenmore Square and I was like, we're out. We're done. <laughs> oh. Watch it at
0: home. Okay. Um, Emily, cause we are getting somewhat close to time. Do we have, I know we heard some about your grandfather and then your artsy mom. Do you have any other like standout family stories that are coming to mind?
1: Okay. I did write down, uh, some stuff. One thing that, um, that goes with my mom being very crafty is that for my 11th birthday, my mom wanted to like make it special cuz it or my 12th birthday I guess it must have been cuz it was the first birthday after my dad passed away and I was obsessed with the movie Titanic as I imagine some other people might have been <laughs> And so she decided to get throw me like a Titanic birthday slumber party Aww. and made a gigantic Titanic cake and then it fell apart and <laughs> we just said it had hit the iceberg. And she like broke it in half and then like put more blue frosting in and she was like, it's the second half of the movie.
0: That's hilarious. <is. laughs> wow impressive impressive no
1: she just was like she just does things like that she's like i'm gonna like this christmas she got a clamshell and painted a little christmas scene in it and made it an ornament for me and i was just like Great. Thank Aww. you. I would never do this, but good for you.
0: <laughs> I would never paint a clamshell, but you did. And I love that you did, did that.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, and then the one other one that I was going to talk about, but it's, it's, not, it's not super long, but I have a ton of cousins. My family is Irish Catholic, which means you have a ton of cousins. And when I was like six or seven years old uh my older cousin john who at the time i thought was like the coolest person in the world because he was like 11 and i was like oh my gosh you know what a grown up and we were at their his family my uncle's lake house and he brought me over to a well that was closed and he was like i have to show you what's in the well and then he pulled it up and uh obviously bats came out and flew around my head got caught in my hair and i ran screaming and jumped into the lake He does not even remember this story. And I'm like, you actually made me Batman. Like, you gave me Batman's origin story. I think about it all the time. I'm scared enough of bats that my husband has to call them night birds if he sees one. He's like, that's just a couple just a couple of night birds why don't we go back just a couple of butterflies of the darkness don't worry (laughs) exactly exactly butterflies of doom just flip flapping around your face but uh (laughs) yeah i i am batman no one else remembers
0: and uh i'm very scared of
1: bats but i haven't oh my god unfortunately (laughs) what a shitty
0: little boy thing to do to be like i have to show you something it's a nightmare it's bats it's bats in your hair in your hair. Literally. Literally. I think as that's a
1: six or seven year old.
0: Yeah. A circle of hell. I'm pretty sure that is its own circle of hell. <laughs>
1: I just- and the, I mean, honestly, we're very close now and he doesn't even remember it. And that's what hurts the most. I'm like, <laughs> you give me a formative memory that you don't remember doing. But yeah, uh, like I was yeah. six years
0: old. I didn't commit adultery. There's no reason for me to have this punishment. Exactly. <laughs> I love this experience. exactly. Honestly, though, this big. tracks.
2: This track, <laughs> like, when you're like, oh, so a man, uh, like family or not, like a man did something that a woman will never forget. And the man is
0: like, that never happened. When <laughs> you're like, what? I don't know what
1: you're talking about. They Wait, would never do that. That doesn't sound I, like me.
0: I do have to ask you a follow up question about your mom and the Titanic cake. Was she good at making these arts and crafts? Like, were they actually like, whoa? Some of them really were. They're really hit or miss, really <laughs> hit or miss.
1: <laughs> uh she is like she's an idea person i think she has great ideas she's always like i'm gonna start this business i'm gonna do this thing and it was that way my whole childhood and the ones that some of them she executed really nicely but some of them were like why does this need to exist in the world but the the cake was pretty good i will say it was enormous um and it was like if i had to guess it was like three feet long like she made several cakes cut them she carved them if you've watched uh What's that show with Nicole Byer with the cakes? Um, oh, nailed, nailed it. it! Nailed I it! Nailed it! Honestly, it would probably be something that one of the people would show as their photos of like good honest try, and then it broke in half, and then she was like, just <laughs> "Pouring all the icing inside." But she had like used paper towel tubes and covered them in icing to be the turret, like the the smokestacks, and like it was it was not nothing i wish there was a picture of it there's got to be one somewhere but that's funny that was fun that was a good effort
0: my mom did like artsy stuff but like some of the execution where she's like oh so i can make that halloween costume at home and i'm like can you can you though because what am i i was supposed to be princess jasmine and now i'm a pillowcase what the fuck is this Yeah, I was just uh, now. All I want to do is
2: make a cake of a Titanic themed cake, but have it be this is so stupid. But take two Barbies and have it be like Jack and Rose, but like and with a graham cracker as the door, and have like one of the Barbies be Rose <laughs> on the graham cracker, and then just have the Perfect. top half of Ken sticking out of the fucking cake. That's honestly so much that fun. would be
1: delightful that's a lot of work but i believe in you i'll call my mom and see if she yeah. has time <laughs> <I> <laughs> well, also My birthday's am-
2: next month so she better get cracking <laughs> so is mine i will ah. get this
1: request put in we'll see what happens. wait when's yours uh march 4th
2: oh shit okay my mom's is the fifth i'm the 19th
1: oh, oh wow. my husband's is the 15th so there you oh, go Oh,
2: look at this <laughs> suba just had hers
0: yeah, oh, happy Do you feel better? I didn't second. want to leave you
2: out, Suba. <laughs> nah.
0: I'm only going to do disaster-themed desserts, so if they go wrong, I can pull a pivot like Emily's mom and be like, no, this was a Twister-themed cake. That's why it's there you not here right now. <laughs> I tell you away. that,
1: that <laughs> I'd say that would be uh, a Karen thing to do, because that's her name, but that name has been taken from us, so... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> She called me like six months after that became a meme. And she was like, did you know people don't like me anymore? And I was like, it's oh. not you. It's oh, everybody else. No.
0: That's so yeah, sweet. There,
1: there, there are real Karens out there that have been hurt by this joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: um, well, this was so fun. Thank you so yes. much for doing the podcast, Emily. This is great.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It was so much fun. Um,
2: Anything you'd like to plug for the good people of the internet?
1: Uh, yeah, if you like hearing my voice, um, you can listen to my podcast called Alone at Lunch. We're on everywhere you listen podcasts, but we are a Wondery Network show, and we interview people, mostly comedians, about a time that they felt like the odd one out. Uh, and I believe both of you guys are gonna do it at some point. Yes. We're in talks, so they'll they'll <laughs> be on. And uh, if you want to follow me on all of the internet places, I am at the funny walsh everywhere that you can find people.
2: Hell yeah.
0: Suba. I was just just going to say, I didn't know who to go. So I was like, one of us talk. (laughs) Um, Just search Suba, S U B H A H. Um, Sometimes it's Suba comedy, but I'll come up on most of the social media or go to S comedy.com. I am Valerie underscore
2: Tossy on all the things. So fancy. Uh, (laughs) Check out my website, valerytossy.com, for uh, all my road dates and such. And yeah, come find us.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.